This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Let's give the Lord a hand. How many have uh, enjoyed this series? I know all the tithers have. (laughs) And if you're not, I hope that uh, information and revelation is compelling you and giving you a desire to do what the Lord's asked us to do. We've seen in the Word that He wants us blessed. And He wants you blessed where you can be a blessing. He also said He wants you to enjoy life. But there's principles when you got born again, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you changed kingdoms. And there's principles to live by that God will bless you in the midst of a world system that is set up against God. Have you noticed that? That the world, there's so many um, structures, or we, we looked at the enemy has built and organized and structured, structured, structured things, I will say it, structured things against God. And we see it, we see that, that verse that talks about darkness getting darker and light getting lighter. We see that grace is to abound in the last days. Why? To offset the darkness. How many have noticed there is some evil happening in the earth? Well, grace much more abounds. We don't have to be afraid because we're of a different kingdom. And the one that we belong to, God's the head of it. And God's never been defeated, and He's not going to start. You're on the winning side. Smile to your neighbor and say, we win. That's some good news. (laughs) So we've been looking at uh, our finances, and God wants us to prosper. And really, prosperity means a whole lot more than finances. It means a whole lot more than that. If, If your kids are on drugs and... Uh, you're financially blessed, that doesn't work. Do you know most of Hollywood, the celebrities, most have an awful life? They, they go from one thrill to another because they're, they're disappointed with life. They think this is all there is. And they're wealthy. See, there's a whole lot more. How about peace? How about joy? How about knowing Him? That is some welfare. It's knowing Him. We still have to operate in this world. We're in this world, but not of it. So we have to use money. How many would like some more money? And we looked at God wants us to take that first fruit or the first 10% of your income and bring it to God. Honor Him. It says that He will take the spirit of mammon, or the world, spirit of the world, off that money, and He will put the spirit of the Lord on it, and that 90% will go further than that 100%. It doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense in my uh, genius accounting mind when I heard about it. I said, God, this doesn't make sense. I'm not making it as it is. And you want me to give to you 
didn't make sense. But I took the step, I took the plunge, and there was God. I found that His Word is true. Duh. It's a miracle. The Word's true. Didn't know that. (laughs) It's true. And we're having so many testimonies. There's one you'll be hearing about soon, but this one just really blessed me. A person got a 30% increase and a promotion while they were in training for their new job. They said it was the first time in the history of the company that that's happened. It's never happened before. So I've never heard of such a thing. (laughs) They're training you to do the job. They promote you while you're being trained and give you a 30% increase. What? Doesn't make sense. It makes faith. (laughs) It's faith sense. I'll just start a new word. Faith sense. I like it. Okay. So bring your tithe. Last week we looked at the blessing of the tither. And just a, a little bit of it opened the windows of heaven. We saw that windows were for vision, that you could see clearly, spiritual vision and natural uh, vision. Can you imagine living in the house without windows? Feel like you're in a prison. But the tither gets open windows that you can see. And it says, pour out blessing, that word blessing there is benediction or a finish or a conclusion. Is there some stuff in your life you want to see a conclusion to? That that thing end, you know that's a promise that's given to a tither? They get God finishes, that that thing comes to a benediction, comes to an end? How do you, you, well, pastor, I'm tithing, I need a conclusion. Well, use your faith. The Word says that you can have a benediction. Take it by faith. Let Him give it to you. Tithing doesn't mean God's going to drop money from the sky on your life. We talked about that some. The check is not in the mail. You know, those that have been Christians for a long time, you know, we thought the check was in the mail. Because we heard some minister, he got a check in the mail. Anybody heard that before? Or am I the only one? I'd run out to the mailbox every day. No check. Why? Because he gives you vision to see. Or he gives you a good word. That's what benediction is. It's a closure, finish, or a good word. You know, we end the service, we might say a benediction, prayer. It's a good word. What's a good word for someone that has caught no fish? Go fishing over here. (laughs) That's what Jesus did to Peter. He gave him a good word, said go fishing over here. And what happened? He had more than he could handle. He had to get help to bring it in. See, A lot of times we're looking for the check in the mail and we should be listening for God's voice to give us an idea, some concept, some opportunity. Had someone tell me one time they were believing God for money and they said, Pastor, I just keep getting asked uh, about this job I can do. This job. Do the job. 
That's God. The check's not in the mail. You're going to have to work. What? God forbid. Work is a blessing. <laughs> Boy, we thought we used to know something that day, and we didn't know anything. Okay. So we looked at tithers have vision. They leave a legacy. We saw the blessing. If you have children, the best thing you can do for your children is to tithe because you leave a legacy, a blessing, four generations for your children. They're blessed as if they were tithing when you tithe. You know what happens to them? They get vision. They see their purpose, their identity, their destiny. They have eyesight to see things. Why? Because of the blessing upon your life because you tithe. And then number three, we looked at the enemy is rebuked from your ground. It's the same, uh, the ground being cursed is the same word that was used when God cursed the ground because of Adam's sin, Adam and Eve, when they sinned, said the ground is cursed. When you tithe, the curse comes off the ground. The ground is blessed. What's it blessed for? For you to put seed in. You can start planting then. That's called the offering above the tithe. You can start planting. You get 30, 60, 100 fold. Your ground's blessed. I mean, you want some <laughs> blessed ground. Your enthusiasm's overwhelming me. should say it's underwhelming me. <laughs> but we saw that, that Christians, they give like 2% of their income. That's the average. Proverbs 3 verse 9 says, Honor the Lord for your possessions, and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. We saw honor there means to make a mark or a place for God. When you tithe, you honor Him, you make a mark or a place for God. In fact, the connotation is you dig a hole in your life that God fills. Honor Him with the first fruits. We need to honor Him. Give Him praise. In Malachi chapter 3, God told His people, He said, look, you've left me. And this is first indication, really, that you backslidden if you're not tithing. Said, look, you've left me. And they said, how have we left you? We don't, don't understand. He said, well, a man robbed God. Said, you robbed me, not bringing tithes and offerings. God said, look, you've left me. I'm going to tell you how to come back. Bring your money. That's what he said. It's amazing to me. When you think about it. I always thought until Friday, I had quite a time with God Friday. I, I was studying, just going through these passages, just preparing. And I've always thought, 
when we rob God by not giving time and offering, it was because we're robbing Him and not being able to bless us. And I believe that's true. Because I know there's, we like to bless our kids. Have you ever had a blessing set up for them and then they messed it up by... <laughs> yeah, it's happened to all of us. I can just see God the Father wanting to bless us. Oh, in this form. <laughs> I had a, a guy in this church one time, the Lord told me to give a car to him. I, was, I came to church the next Sunday to give him a car, and he was gone. He got offended at somebody or something, he was gone. I said, God, what do I do with this car? He said, drive it. <laughs> a blessing was set up for him. But anyway, this, this Friday, I said, Lord, I know you don't curse us. I know this robbing you is because you want to bless us. And the Lord said, that's not all. So I just started praying praying, reading back over this, and he said, you're robbing me of honor. You're honoring me, not you're dishonoring me, but not honoring me as who I am. And I'm first. And I literally felt like weeping. I said, Lord... Honor and worship, I know, is, is do you. I, I looked up do, and I do, D-U-E, so many times is with offerings. It's with giving to God, with worship. And it says in scriptures that his name is due and, and worthy of honor and glory. And do means required uh, expected and owed. Dear Lord. And this is the picture that the Lord gave me. Is that I know the grace of God that my debts have been paid in full and I'm fully His Son. He paid a debt I could never ever pay. He did it for me. He did it for you because He loves us. But this is what rose up out of my spirit. Lord, I thank You for Your grace. Thank You for saving me. But I owe You something. I owe You worship for all eternity. I owe You honor. I owe You laying down my life as a living sacrifice on this earth. And most of all, Father, I owe You my heart for all eternity. Everything changed. Everything changed. My whole perspective changed of the tithe. So he is do this. So yes, he blesses us. Yes, when we don't give it him the tithe, he cannot bless us, but it's more than that. He's worthy. He's worthy.
and I don't want to dishonor Him. He's after our hearts. Let me read this to you. Romans 13, 7, Render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. If anyone deserves honor, it's God. If anyone deserves honor, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. If anyone is due reverence and worship, it's God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. When I bring Him of my substance from this world, and I come to Him and I worship Him, my tithe, I'm giving Him honor and reverence and saying, my trust is in You. My faith is in You. So it's more... It is a worship. But it's do Him. It's actually do Him. Where's He going to get it? He's not going to get what's do Him from the world. It's going to come from us, His kids. So why do I tithe? I tithe like Abraham. Before, not because of the law, before the law, I tithe because of grace He has saved me. He loves me. Matthew 6.19 Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, in Malachi, their hearts, they had left God and their money was gone. But see, you can put money into God's kingdom and your heart will follow. I can, tithing is really my heart entering into the things of God. I can sway my heart by putting my focus on Him, my my money going to Him. powerful are you backslidden are you a a little dry like they were in Malachi he's talking to his people said look you left me I haven't gone nowhere I'm still here but you've left me come back how do we come back bring the tithe bring your offering put me first again and honor me and watch what will happen so tithing is an act of faith that opens my heart to God. That's why I'm in Matthew 6.33 it says, Seek first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now I looked up, you know what it means? Seek ye first. Well, can you break that down for me? Yes, seek first. Some of us got it. <laughs> Matthew twenty-two seventeen. Now tell us what you think about this. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus knew their evil motives. You hypocrites, he said. Why are you trying to trap me? 
Here, show me the coin used for the tax. When they handed him a Roman coin, he said, Whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well, then he said, Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. Jesus said, There's something, and he's, they're talking about money there, talking about taxes. He said, There's something that belongs to God. All through scriptures, it tells us the first belongs to him. Jesus is referring to God being first right here. What's he saying? The tithe. It belongs to God. It belongs to him. Also, pay your taxes. Pray for the government. Pay your taxes. So give to God what belongs to him. That's the reason I say tithing. Once you get this principle and understand it, it's a joy. It's not a legalistic thing to me. It's a joy. It's a privilege. It's an honor for me to honor Him. It's a privilege and an honor for me to even have audience with Him and for Him to say, you're my son. That's an honor. And I can honor Him. It's like I was doing some marriage counseling this couple had been married for years. All she was needing was a little affection. Telling him, look, she needs some affection. Hold her hand sometime. Kiss her. And he goes, do I have to? You get to, brother. You get to. You got the wrong perspective on this. You get to. I get to tithe. I get to give offerings. I get to be blessed. I'm getting excited here. I'm back here. <laughs> Let me see. Okay. Luke 16:10, he said, "He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. He who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, we saw that is the spirit of wealth or riches." Uh, the spirit of the world, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Only God can commit those true riches to you. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? If you have not been faithful in what belongs to someone else, how are you going to get your own? How are you going to get true riches if you haven't been faithful in that which belongs to God? Yeah, I know the enemy fights this. No servant can serve two masters. Either will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. I know the enemy's voice. You know, he, he did to me. God knows your heart. We like to say in the South, bless my heart. Well, God knows I'm in a financial bind here. He understands. It's not going to hurt if I, I just wait. What are you going to wait for? <laughs> The Bible says if you're faithful with the little, if you're not faithful with the little, much isn't coming. 
I'll be faithful when the lottery, I win it, it comes in. No, you won't. <laughs> if you're faithful where you're at now, you won't then. You know who gives the least? My studies on this, who gives the least in the body of Christ? The wealthiest. They give the smallest amount. It was point oh something. Why? That check gets bigger. If you have a million dollars and the tithes, you're bringing in a million, your tithes a hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. Be faithful with the little first. <laughs> If you've not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you your trust the true riches? Faithful in the least is being faithful in the tithe. That's the least. That's where you start. It takes off from there. You can increase and bring increase. It's through offerings. Hebrews 7. Verse 1, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness, and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. The picture here, we know that Melchizedek is a picture of Jesus and his high priestly ministry. After the order of Melchizedek, that's what Jesus functions in. Remember we talked about that. Well, I had never seen this before, till Friday. But Melchizedek first blessed Abram. He first blessed him. And then Abram responded back with the tithes. And then we see the windows of heaven are open and Abram gets a name change because he comes in the covenant with God and the vision, the windows are open and he sees who he is and what his purpose and his destiny is. Jesus is after that order. That means, and then it hit me. Oh, I see it. We were blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we've been blessed with everything that pertains to life and godliness. All the blessings of God are ours already. He has blessed us even before we knew we were blessed. We got blessed. What's our response to a God who loves us so much? Our response is to honor Him and bring the tithe and bring offerings to Him. Pastor, I'm not sure I like this. There are churches that have moved away from, won't even teach the tithe. Won't even teach and say, you don't have to worry about giving. You don't have to worry about leaving scriptures. Here's the thing. The enemy tried to tell us it was a sin to be prosperous. See how he was working? <laughs> you know what happened to Abraham? It says he became very rich. Say very rich. Well, Pastor, I don't know if I could handle that. Well, here's the thing. 
When Jesus said it's hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom, he was talking about salvation. Because their trust is in riches. But if you're already in the kingdom and in the family, what's supposed to happen to you is you become a blessing that makes a difference in this world and makes an impact for Christ. If you already belong to Him and you're His, I'm preaching, Mary, and you're acting. God blessed us at the cross. Abram recognized his priest the time redemption came. Now let me ask you a question. What if Abraham had just blew off Melchizedek? Comes with the blessing. Here, Abraham, oh, get out here. I don't like your name, Melchizedek. Quiz. Get out here. I don't even want to fool with you. What if he had done that? Would he have gotten the windows open? Would he have seen his purpose and destiny? Would he know what God had called him to do? Would there be a legacy? Would Abraham be the father of our faith, our example? Say no. Blessing here where Melchizedek blessed uh, Abraham, it, it means empowered to prosper. Like I said, it's a whole lot more in dollar and cents. It's relationships, it's your work, it's, it's all kinds of things. But here's my question. Is it scriptural to cry out for the blessings of Jesus, our high priest, when we don't even recognize his office or honor him? Is it scriptural to cry out for the blessings of Jesus, our high priest, when we don't even recognize his office, we don't submit to him or honor him or trust him and just blow him off? Well, Pastor, I don't blow him off. He said, come to me and bring your substance. Bring the first fruits. Hebrews 7. 14, for it's evident that our Lord arose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke, nothing concerning the priesthood. He is far more evident if in the likeness of Melchizedek there arises another priest who has come, not according to the law of a fleshly commandment, but according to the power of an endless life. For he testifies, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Jesus is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He receives our tithe today, not according to a law, but by the grace of an endless life. The grace of God. That's the reason we give, because of grace. He's blessed us with it. Now, I don't want to sound like that, boy, i got this tithe and I can just tip Toe through the tulips, tiny Tim. <laughs> Showing my age big time there. Uh, anyway, I don't want to sound like it's the end of all things because you can tithe and not pray. You can tithe and never read his word. Or you can tithe even legalistically trying to buy a blessing. Won't work. Can't do it. 
Tithing is not a fire escape for a relationship with God. It's not. I'm, I'm talking to people who are serious about God and love Him. You need to honor the Lord. So I want to look quickly at the high priestly ministry of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 7.22 By so much more Jesus became a surety of a better covenant. Surety means guarantee. He became the guarantee of our new covenant. This new covenant works because it's guaranteed by the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. In fact, when you read it, it talks about anyone that becomes a surety as taking a pledge where they devoted their heart to be the guarantee for something. But the Bible tells us in Hebrews that Jesus took an oath, an oath into this priesthood. And He is the surety or the guarantee of the new covenant. He makes sure personally that this thing comes to pass. Also, there are many priests because they... Uh, they were prevented from death from, uh, and there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing, but he, because of, he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save you, to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Save to the uttermost. That's where it was true riches. How about health? How about a, a great kids, great marriage? How about blessed with favor everywhere you go? True riches. Saved to the uttermost. That protection. This is the word sozo. All-inclusive word of Scripture. Every blessing and every promise is in this word. It covers it all. And he's praying for you or representing you. What a high priest we have. Hebrews 8, 6, But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. Mediator means the agent. He represents us to the Father. I submit to you we should honor our agent and retain his services. Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who can not sympathize with our weakness, but in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So what happens? We go, our high priest, he extends mercy and grace. And help! I love that. Help! Anybody in here ever need help? <laughs> You just run to Him. And, and let me say, He will bless you even if you're not tithing. There's mercy because He loves you. But He does expect us to grow up. He's limited in what He can do in the extent of blessing you because you're not honoring Him. Hebrews 3.1 Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. So we confess His Lordship, but we speak His Word. He backs up His Word. When we speak it, it's like Him speaking. That's our high priest. So where are the five things? Number one, Jesus empowers us to prosper, because that's what Melchizedek did to Abraham. 
in this same ministry that Jesus has. Number two, Jesus is the guarantee of the new covenant. Number three, Jesus prays for you to experience full salvation to the uttermost. All the promises are yours. Four, Jesus is compassionate and welcomes uh, us into the throne room to receive mercy, grace, and help. And number five, Jesus backs up his words, his words which we speak. So here's my question. He said, you can test me in this. Will you put him to the test? That's what he wants you to do. Put him to the test. Got testimony here. Um, this person said, I had a job offer at, um, at Sunrise uh, Chevy. Ended up feeling led to, to stay at Chuck Hutton. Received a $2.50 hour raise. Plus now have a dispatch person to help me to keep me at the full, oh, at a $2 per hour bonus. There's a person assigned to this person to help them get the hours to always be in the bonus area. <laughs> Has more work than they can handle. And then during the building of their new home, we've saved money, had favor in multiple areas, one being that the slab forms were set wrong to our favor. <laughs> we gained about one foot in the garage, two feet in the kitchen. They... <laughs> that man, enlarge in your house. At no extra cost than the actual concrete used. Their square footage got increased at no cost. God is good. Money back guarantee. In your service guide, there is a card that you can mark. I want to take the tithe challenge. What's that mean? For three months, we want you to tithe. We're going to put that money aside, and after three months, 90 days, you don't see God bless you. We're going to give you the money back. It's a money-back guarantee. We believe that God's Word is true and that you will be blessed. God wants you blessed. It doesn't mean that you don't budget. In fact, tithing will help you budget more. <laughs> But we want to partner with you and help you in this. We'll be sending you a book, sending you information. And then maybe you're a tither and it's time that you extend yourself and say, I'm going to 11% or 12%. It's not going to happen until you choose and make a choice. It's just not going to hit you in the head one day and you notice that your checks are a little bigger or you're giving 11%. go, hey, I'm giving 11% now. That's interesting. That's what I've done the last six months, 11%. How'd that happen? It's not going to happen. You have to make a choice. Trust and believe God. He will bring increase into your life. So it's a place there you can mark progressive giver. We have a book for taking the time challenge by Randy Alcorn called The Treasure Principle, and we have a book called The Blessed Life by Robert Morse for Progressive Givers.
I've had four or five people tell me that the blessed life, that book has changed their life or changing their life and is an awesome book. And if you're setting your sights on tithing and you want the blessed life too, let me know. Because I started thinking maybe we should just give everybody that book. It's <laughs> just, just an awesome book. Let's bow our heads for just a moment. I want to give you an opportunity. Maybe you never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is the most important decision of your life. You know, you're, you're not going to stand in heaven and go through that gate based on who you are or what you've done. It's based on who you know is Jesus. It's based on what He did, who He is. So all you have to do is from your heart say, Jesus, I make you Lord. It says when you make confession from your heart that He's Lord, that He comes and He makes you brand new on the inside. Then you're to read this Word. You're to get involved in church and get your mind changed. That's you. I'm not going to ask you to come down. Maybe you've prayed this before, but you're not in relationship with God the way you should be, and you know it. And you're ready to connect again. Maybe you realize you're lukewarm. You need to connect again. So for either one of those, I want you to lift your hand. That's you. Coming to Jesus for the first time or coming again because you realize you're lukewarm and things aren't right don't have that relationship like it should be. That connection. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray together. Say, dear God, I thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the death, burial, and resurrection. I confess Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. I accept your Lordship, Lord. And I choose life. I'll walk with you. I'll talk to you. I'll listen to you. And I'll obey you. Because you're my God. And my Lord. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus name. Amen. Give God. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll-free at 866-383-8277.